Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hello and welcome to this week's FitPro podcast. Thank you for joining us. Now, a lot of our members have been in the fitness business for a long time. And for that, I applaud your commitment and success. Um, but however, for some fitness instructors and for those setting up their own business, many don't last more than a year and experience burnout. Today, I'm joined by Australian PT, Brendan Patrick, who is the founder of PT Connect, a community where PTs can unite to improve the health of Australians and strengthen their own business whilst doing so. Um, in this podcast, we will delve a little bit deeper into why most PT businesses fail so quickly. Brendan, thank you for joining us today. Um, perhaps you can start by telling us a bit about how you got into the industry. Uh, firstly, it's my pleasure for, for coming onto the show, letting me have you on the show. Um, my background, I suppose, I'm in my mid-30s now. I joined the uh, Australian fitness industry roughly six, seven years ago. By the military, I spent most of my adult life as a, as a soldier in the Australian Army. Um, and that's, I suppose I could say, that's where I, I cut my teeth in fitness, mm-hmm. where I sort of developed my, um, my love for that for that part of uh, I don't know health and fitness and in strength and training within that that environment within that military environment and where I sort of uh, developed my philosophy and my mindset around fitness training and um, and for me it was a natural progression to take that across into into the public and you know try to transfer my knowledge into the public into helping um, civilians achieve their health and fitness. Um, so I you know, went straight from the military and became a PT. Great, great stuff. And, and what prompted you to set up your PT Connect um, business? So when I, when I started doing my studies to become a personal trainer, um, obviously I didn't have any experience within actually training people outside of the military, operating a business or... I'd never even run a business before, and I began to look at ways of how I could develop that that repertoire and that knowledge, I suppose, around operating a business, mm-hmm. and that took me down that that rabbit hole, and that's how I came to set up my PT Connect. It was almost just by virtue of exploring those avenues of how how I could you know learn more about business and how I could get better at becoming a business owner. Mm-hmm. What, why do you think so many personal trainers and instructors experience burnout so quickly when setting up, you know, when they're trying to get their business off the ground? Why do you think, you know, they fail? I think there's, there's several factors why, why PTs burn out. One is most sole traders, most solo business operators have to do everything themselves. That's, that's, the, biggest, that's the biggest thing that you see from the outside looking in is everyone's doing marketing sales management of the clients and then there's uh the 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 I suppose the psychological side of managing clients as well there um not every client's perfect there's no such thing as a perfect client i don't think um they do take a lot of um 
I suppose, man management, for want of a better term, looking after that. Um, some trainers do find that quite taxing. Mm-hmm. And then I, I had this conversation with some trainers the other day about um, looking after their own selves outside of their own um, personal training businesses and what they what they did. Um, and I found that a lot of trainers also just had a lot of a lot of time looking after their own health and fitness because they spend so much energy on their clients. And I think that's a that's a big factor into um, into burnout. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. What, what what three pieces uh, of advice would you offer trainers if they're looking to collaborate with other individuals in the industry? I know you've done quite a lot of around partnerships and what makes a successful partnership. Definitely. definitely. Um, yeah. How, how do we go about that? Because I know obviously you know there's so many opportunities out there, but you know they need to be clever in in who they connect with. Um, I think it's very important to to firstly to find people within your own community. Um, looking at people that are at your level of business as well, so not trying to shoot for the top and try to get, you know, a major clothing brand on board um, that might not, might, not might not be the best fit for you. So I definitely look around that community area first, looking for um, GPs, physios and things like that that really align with your business first. Mm-hmm. And then from there I would be looking for places where your target audience, where your potential clientele might be, might be hanging out, for instance, a cafe, something like that. Yeah. And then, and then the third bit of advice, I think, community, um, social media is such a great place. Just getting on on any sort of social media groups that revolve around your that involve your business, and getting on there and communicating with people and creating relationships via that avenue as well is another great opportunity to to build relationships and networks with other people. Um, I find it quite amazing how how easy it is to actually get online and start talking to people and what can, you know, transpire from just talking to people online. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned just then about um, social media, but I'm quite interested if a PT is setting up their brand and they're putting themselves out there on, on, on Instagram, for instance, how do they um, how do they manage that successfully? Like, should you be focusing, should your should the personal trainer be the brand or how do they manage um, their brand identity and their own sort of you know fitness, as it were? Um, I think that's definitely a, a case-by-case basis, Nate, depending on what you want out of, out of that business. If you want to be the face of your business, definitely focus that brand around who you are. For somebody who might want to have, may have bigger aspirations, what they want their business to be, whether they want to scale franchise or whatever it's got to be about something different and i would be looking to focus on what your what best represents your brand in that case yeah is there are there any good examples that you've come across that you can share with us i think uh i think f45 is a brilliant example of of that branding how well they've taken off and how they've expanded i'm not sure how big f45 is in, in oh the yeah, they're really big. yeah they're really big. Big. yeah so it's very, very focused on their on their community, on their members, not so much on the trainers. You don't see a great deal of their trainers and their staff within their social media. Mm. It's more about their members getting down, getting dirty in their workouts and and looking like they're enjoying what they're doing. And their their branding is also very heavily, you know, featured in in those social media postings as well. So there's not a not a single F45 post that doesn't have an F45 logo on it, for instance. So I think they do an outstanding job of that. 
Yeah, but I, th- I think I think the key is you know keeping it real as well um, with the content. Keeping it, definitely keeping it real. Not, um, I think that that's a really good point there. And I see a lot of people are starting to get sick and tired of the of the fakeness on on Instagram. The you know the I suppose the the typical booty shots or whatever you would like to call them, and um, that sort of stuff's falling out of favour now for a much more authentic look and feel. Something that people can actually connect with. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, Brendan, you're based in Australia, so our, our listeners, obviously, predominantly in the US and the UK. Are there any um, emerging trends in us in the Australian fitness industry at the moment that you think will be, you know, either making waves over here or any insights that you, that you can share? Definitely, in this one, I think it applies to America and the UK as well. Is um, technology is really trying to really trying to push its push its head through in Australia, especially with uh, you know technology such as MyZone and having those um, having that data that that MyZone produces from an individual and and produ- reproducing that on a you know on a I suppose a community basis. Mm. That sort of that sort of uh, that sort of integration of technology within a within a workout. Um, I think F45 does that. Uh, another Orange Series Fitness in Australia does that really well. So when you're working out, your your vital stats stats are you know displayed up on a screen. Yeah. You get to see how hard you work out, and you get to compete on that that sort of basis with the person next to you. Um, that sort of technology is really starting to you know flourish in, in Australia. Definitely. If, if um, obviously tech is expensive, so if, if a personal trainer has quite a you know um, an emerging business. How could they use tech on a limited budget? You know, if people don't have the, the money to throw at it, it's a definitely that's a good question. Um, I don't see a lot of smaller trainers using it per se. Um, see a lot of, uh, I suppose, the smart scales or the bioimpeded scales being used. That's probably the, the maximum I see that at that level. Um, yeah. Not too big in Australia yet. As far as technology on that small scale, I really haven't seen that, that shine through yet in the, in the person that sold trader space, mostly in the, in the bigger gyms that I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that could be something that, um, yeah, someone could tap into potentially. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Smaller uh, concept. Great. Is it, were there any, any other trends to uh, mention? No, it's, it's I think... Um, as far as trends, I think we're we're circling back a little bit. We're going back a step, and everything's just getting back to basics. I think in Australia, um, just focusing on those those strong core movements of squats, deadlifts, bench press, and um, a lot of the a lot of the fancier stuffs, you know, falling by the wayside. A lot of the trends come and go, and um, I suppose you know just that basics, the basics of fundamental fundamental training, we call it, or is just really starting to to shine again, I suppose. Yeah, and I, I do think that lack of communication skills is is why most PTs struggle. Um, is that would you say that's probably the the main the area of weakness? Or Def, definitely in a, on a social media sense and on a on a you know one to one or face to face sense. Yes, um, I suppose that goes hand in hand with marketing, getting that getting your core or your key message across to your audience. Mm-hmm. You don't have a, you don't have that. You're not able to communicate or convey your your message across to that audience. Uh, it's it's not going to hit your target. And if you once again, if you can't do that face to face, once again, you're going to miss your, your target. And in a face to face setting, you're not going to 
not going to be able to get that that buy-in from a, uh, a client or a member. They're not going to take your uh, advice on board as strongly as someone who's going to, you know, accept that or read that message as it's intended and follow on through with the advice that the trainer is going to give. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you think too many PTs, when they're setting up their business, do you think their USP isn't strong enough? Um, do, you think that's, do you think that's a factor? That's a, that's a big factor, I feel. Um, this is something that I'm sh- I know that's happened in, uh, in the UK and the US. Um, it's so easy to get into into becoming a personal trainer or a fitness coach. There's very a very low buy-in in Australia. You know, you can be qualified in training within three months of signing up to do a PT course, and everyone just goes straight into a gym and does the same thing. Um, do trainers have a strong enough USP? I think the answer is that uh, trainers don't have one at all. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a much, much larger conversation. Um, I personally yeah, think yeah. personal trainers aren't tapping into, you know, different demographics and maybe aren't, you know, thinking about their location, who, who their audiences are, who, who's around them. Um, do you, do you think there's still a lot of trainers who are just training the fit people? Uh, I would, I would agree with that. Yes. I, I still go back to that. My original point, I, I think a lot of, I see a lot of trainers just going into, to train in general without really having an idea of what they want to train in the beginning and, and they figure out that as they go along and then they, you know, if they last long enough, then they'll develop develop that that audience, that niche, whatever they want to go down, that path that they want to go down. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's um, so key when you're starting out your business. So it's really clear from the offset who you are, what you offer and what you're about. Definitely, yeah. So as uh, the first piece of advice to give to a, to anyone that would be starting out in industry is 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 developing a, a business plan which would cover off on, on those areas as well yeah absolutely. Uh, definitely something that i don't see enough of is people having a, a developed business plan mm, absolutely and, and, and how have you helped other trainers then in your with your expertise what changes have you seen so my PT Connect is set up to assist trainers within that that marketing and branding stage of their business. So we have those resources on our website to to assist trainers a build up their branding, and we also have resources to help them I suppose develop a a step by step guide to to launch and grow their business. Mm. One thing that I'm developing at the moment is a. Uh, I suppose I'm going to have to go back a little bit here and just there's I, I notice a very large gap in, in between uh, graduation from whatever your equivalent of, of doing a personal training courses in the UK to operating a business. There's a very large gap there. Yeah. And a resource that I'm working on developing with my PT Connect is, is bridging that gap by creating a, an internship or... Okay. Developing that into a, an apprenticeship—that's something that doesn't occur in Australia. There's no, um, there's no logical pathway from student to business owner. Yeah, and that's and how, a, how long would that 
sort of internship lasts for? I'm aiming for for 12 weeks or 150 hours of face-to-face, you know, shadow work with a with an established business owner. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's a really um solid um solid plan. I think you know, I think it's such a leap to go from you know, a really, really short training course and then suddenly you're out there in front of the client. Um even from, you know, even from the safety point of view as well. Um, you know, PCs need to feel confident in whatever situation they're in. So that's certainly um, so really good. So would that be, um, so you mentioned you would have some time shadowing and then would there be work workshop time as well? So I'm hoping to, to bring this in while they're still studying mm-hmm. to launch an internship while they're studying so they can study and learn on the job and develop their skills so they can almost go from graduation and have have a base level of understanding of how a business is run and even have gone to that stage of actually you know launching a business before they before they even finish that internship so they have the, that confidence to do that to go that far fantastic and then probably as well they would have you know made some con- useful contacts and began to network as well definitely and and putting them in front of actual clients at the same time mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so would they, um, so who, how would that work in terms of insurance and, and that point of view, would, would that be covered by the, by that's the, gonna, that's going to come under, under a contractual arrangement with the, with the business owner and they will fall under that business's insurance. They'll essentially be an employee of that as an intern, an unpaid employee or a paid employee, whichever mm. half that uh, that business owner wants to, to trend down. Mm-hmm. So they're covered by that business insurance. Uh, my PT Connect would essentially act as a mediary, so that would link the, the student to the business owner and and uh, also provide them with that a course or a, a learning pathway to for them to you know work through as they go through an internship. So they would. I will be providing the uh, the course content for that. Okay. Yeah. By step process, what they what they should be learning and shadowing the the business owner as they learn that. Fantastic. Okay, that sounds really good. I wish you the best of luck um, with that next project. Um, would you say you're the only person in Australia who is aiming to bridge that gap at the moment? I know of several trainers doing that on uh, on their own. In their own backyards, not on a not on a grander scale like this. No. Okay. Well, that's very exciting. There's a lot of business mentors mm-hmm. about. There's, there's a, you know, there's a there's a great number of business mentors in Australia. Um, they're a diamond dozen. Um, they're very expensive to use, and their you know their track records are questionable. So, hopefully, I'm providing an alternative to to going down that path as well which I think is quite risky absolutely yeah no that's fantastic Brandon and I just think the more support that young trainers can be given in those in those early stages um you know is really going to help them to have a longer more successful time in the industry um which would be great definitely definitely yeah great well thanks so much for joining us today on the FitPro podcast Not a problem. Thank you for having me. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com.
We hope you enjoy the, today's podcast and see you next time.